Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us. Uh, wherever you are around the world, goodlifetelevision.org, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. Life is good. Life is good. There's so much good. And that's what we're dwelling on here. We're, we're trying to uplift and inspire and encourage and honor um, and and dwell on the good stuff. And that's what you'll see when you go to goodlifetelevision.org. It's not all, we don't gloss over stuff. There's suffering, there's pain, there's difficulty, but but we dwell. What we dwell on is what, what we're focused on here, and, and that's the good stuff. So welcome uh, wherever you are, and we're, we're blessed to have you. I'm really thrilled about my guest today. I think this is a very interesting show. Um, Bonnie Lewis and Ken Gilbert are with me. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. It's a beautiful day. Gorgeous. Great it's, day. You're on the couch. It's perfect. <laughs> Ken and Bonnie are, are really phenomenal people. They, they, they're they're co-artistic directors of something called Drama Dogs, which we're going to talk about in a second, since 2000. But I, want, I just want to read a little bit. They've been active in the local arts community for the last 25 years, and their mission continues to bring diverse material and provide cutting-edge theatrical experiences to the Santa Barbara arts community. So Santa Barbara, California is where we're sitting, where a lot of you are watching, but there's other people watching elsewhere, so that's where we are. How did this start? Growing up, were you guys interested in the arts, theater? Was that part of kind of your DNA? Not, not me. I didn't get into the arts until I was a junior in college. I was at Sac State living up in Davis and I realized that I was not happy doing pre-med. And I looked over and there was the theater department and I thought, just take a class. So I took an acting class and a, and a stagecraft class and something clicked. And so then I ended up transferring over to Davis and I kept, I, I'm an agricultural education teacher in the state of California as, with a theater arts degree. So uh, it's one of those opportunities at Davis. We met at Davis. Bonnie and I were both in the Applied Behavioral Sciences, uh, and then we had our specific calling. I was going into the Ag Education for Credential, and Bonnie was doing her study in dance. And so uh, we met there, yep. and we were in our early 20s, and I called it the Egg Beater Talk. We heard each other, we listened to each other, and I talked about this thing that was not being realized for me. And that then I got involved with my now ex-wife and put all of that on hold. She didn't prefer that I was in the theater. So I said, okay. I'll not do that. And then I got divorced and had my son. Um, and then Bonnie called one day and said, I heard you're divorced. And I said, sure. And we got back together. What was he thinking? But I don't know. Well, no, I do know. But um, I actually had a different experience, though. When I was growing up, my mom, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my mom would always take me to the playhouse. So there was that appreciation I'm not you know there was a lot of well don't use it as a career do it as a hobby but a great appreciation of the arts of theater and dance in particular and um, I remember I actually remember walking on stage well you know when you're a little kid and afterwards they take her across the stage and I thought oh this is the best thing <laughs> ever and there's this and there's the so wow. I think that had always been roiling inside of me and I started dancing in high school and um, yeah so I had a little bit more support and exposure I think from, younger from from the, younger, from, yeah. from the get-go than um, than Kenny well, did. You lived in but the city whereas I lived at, at a university town so yeah. that was yeah. different. Oh. So. Yeah. And Bonnie you had the opportunity to work with some of the icons of 
modern dance well, and I movement. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, talk about that. I, I don't know how to talk about it. It was, it was very powerful because when I was dancing in, at UC Davis, actually there was a, my mentor at UC Davis was an original of the Jose Limon Dance Company. So I'm talk about dating oneself. So I, I had exposure to the original companies of Jose Limon, Alwyn Nicolai, Murray Lewis, Bella Lewitsky, so the, the um, creators, the instigators, the power people in modern dance, I felt very lucky to have that happen. And when I went to Cal State LA actually to consider, to continue my dance, I was working, my mentor was Jan Day, who was an original Bella Lewitsky company member and she had studied with Hanya Holm, I mean the, these icons mm. of Europe and American modern dance and Doris Humphrey and I felt, I felt very blessed. I felt like that was inside of me and it resonated with me. Actually what's kind of funny is my mom loved ballet and she always used to say to me, I love watching you dance Bond but I don't really get modern. I really like ballet. So it was one of those mixed bags <laughs> messages where you get, thanks mom, I think. But um, I feel that all of these people that I studied with just enriched me, not just as a dancer, but our outlook on life. You know, how we go about it. I, so, I braille the world through movement. You know, so it looks like I'm dancing all the time, or I might be dancing or we might be acting, but it just feels like that's a metaphor for a bigger picture for me. Yeah. But movement makes sense and dance makes sense. And that, that passion and that um, technique, mm -hmm. I think, hopefully. It's also one of the foundations of our company. Because yeah. I learned at Davis, I was studying with an incredible mentor at the time and she believed in the body first. We don't figure out the character, we find it through the body. And then we look at it that and organize our, our character development that way. So it was an interesting and inspiring way, and we met that way. We could see that in each other, that we had that physical base, and that was important wow. to use the body first, as we say, from the bottom up rather than the top down, the bottom up. This is fascinating. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I'm learning. But, I mean, this is it's truly oh, fascinating. Good. I'm yeah. glad no, we I mean, I'm just not, something. I mean, I want to dance. Let's <laughs> dance. Should we dance? Let's dance. Let's dance. Explain to me theater from the inside out. Mm -hmm. That's one of your kind That's of. That's our catchphrase. Your one of your I don't know if it's a philosophy or a principle. Yeah, it, it is. It's implied philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Well, we have three stages of development. We we start. We're actually starting a new uh, production on Sunday with the first read through, working with people who know about us but have never worked with us. So this is exciting to to go into it very fresh, as well as with people who know our work and respect it the way that we approach things. So we start with, of course, finding the script and the text that we want to work with. And uh, then we have the spines and the cent body center, and then we have gesture. And breath. So, and breath. So there's, well, it actually been, begins with the breath, then it goes into the spine. Uh, Kestenberg. Kestenberg created this ob observation of infants and said, we're all doing these five, uh, these six things with our spine. We're, we're lengthening, getting tall, we're shortening, or we're widening, or we're narrowing, or advancing, or we're retreating. So we start with that and just get that all going in the vocabulary of the actor's experience. 
and they start to sort things out and say, oh, I, I want to play with this character being tall. And maybe tall on the top and, and wide on the bottom. And it gives a whole physicality, then starts to reveal through the voice and the breath how the character is evolving. Then we find a body center. So somebody might lead with their pelvis or somebody might lead with their shoulder. They, we find that, we activate that, and then gesture comes from that. So we start from the inside out and become a character. And that's wow. what we do. And you do, I mean, you've mentioned somebody, but I mean, this is something you guys have developed. This yeah, it's, well, they cast your I we, we met with each other. We, we met each other when we first started our company in regards to the fact that we saw differently but the same. She's audio kinesthetic. I'm visual kinesthetic. So I see, feel things. She hears, feels things. And it's a nice balance for both of us to check in with each other. I'll say, listen to this. Or she'll say, look at this. Uh, yeah. So I have a master's degree from UCLA in dance movement therapy. So obviously I didn't take the therapy route, but there were principles that, that I discovered and learned about that I thought, now this makes sense. And another one of our key phrases is, what if? So what if we took some of these principles and then we applied it to creating characters? Mm. And that's where we came up, and Judith Kestenberg, and she's the one that had that whole spine approach. And then Kenny and I played around with that a little bit. And we asked ourselves the, okay, what if? And there's yeah. a breath associated with that. And then what if we added dialogue to it? And what if we, so that was sort of how that unfolded. So wow. theater from the inside is about just exploring. We both really acknowledge and appreciate the power and the wisdom of our bodies. Mm -hmm and use that. You don't have to think so much. It's like, just take a breath for a minute and something will come up. So. Breathing is important. Yeah. It is, yeah. Well, you don't breathe, you die. Right. So like you breathe, I mean, in, in uh, re respiration. Yes. Is really Inspiration, important. yes. All yes. of that. Yes. yes. Inspiration. I read somewhere, uh, this is uh, really interesting to me. I was, I was reading a little bit about Ken and, and, and part of your bio, I think it was, but where it was, something was talking about movement stimulates neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested in neuroplasticity. We have a daughter who had a stroke in the womb. Mm. And so we've learned, oh, she's 19 now, we've learned about neuroplasticity and how the brain can grow and change. And movement is a big part. Mm -hmm. How do you connect neuroplasticity with the kind of stuff that you guys are doing? Yeah. I teach two movement practices. I am a Pilates teacher as well as a, a teacher of NIA, which is a mind-body-spirit process movement discipline. And I've been doing them since the late 90s. And so what I was looking for is how can I keep myself active so that my brain doesn't get uh, into regimented stuff. I started out in fitness in 87 and went through all of it, the, the high-low impact, the step, the spin, the slide, all that stuff. But it was too repetitive. It didn't allow me to explore other things going on in my brain, crossing the midline or, or moving in multiple directions or putting together sequences of steps and still finding the freedom to move inside that. So that was a lot of discipline. So the neuroplasticity is about, one of the cues that I use in NIA particularly is organize your brain. Relax, organize your brain. Mm -hmm. Just get the step. Mm -hmm. 
It's all based on a clock, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock center. Just don't think about it. Just allow that in, and the brain will process all of that, and a little bit of Feldenkrais in that process as well, whereas you activate one part of the brain, and then the brain works for several hours later to organize and file it like we would with a computer. So it's, it's a fascinating way of working from, from the, the identity of, let's play. Let's just play and see what happens. And when something gets stuck and people get frustrated, they can't get the choreography of a routine, or they don't quite right. understand the character, so just slow down, just relax. Right. It's happening right now. When I direct, I'm, I'm an empathic intuitive, so I'm watching and I'll see something, all of a sudden they'll look and i say, did you realize that when you looked over your shoulder, this happened? No, and I said, let's play with it. So we'll go back and pick up that patterning and see if that enhances the character. Sometimes it falls away. Sometimes it becomes a major feature of the character development. Wow. And so you're still doing plotties and all that? Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm 69. I'll be 70 in October. I'm, I'm a little bit dismayed about the fact that that's all happened, that I'm <laughs> at, the, at the seventh decade. And, oh, and here it is. Yeah, and she's married to me. Yeah, then in six months, she catches up to me. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, we just destroyed Oops. that illusion. Yeah. Right, yeah. Totally out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Ken. How's the marriage going? <laughs> <laughs> We're still laughing. Yeah. You're laughing. We're still you seem laughing. like happy people. I think we are. We well. have our dark moments, but... <laughs> and you're I mean, overall, I think we have a positive outlook. Sort of, you know, well, being yeah. married to a dance movement therapist, I'm called on all my stuff. <laughs> you need to talk to me about this right now. Okay. <laughs> and we do. We talk it out. And we, and out. we have different ways of communicating, but I think we found that through our 28, 29 years. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. No, it's oh. 28. Is it 28? It's going to be 20. Oh, my God. It's been so long. It has. <laughs> we're not yet 30. So no. no. So we're good. Yeah. We're good. We're okay. Yeah. You can, but, we, you can talk. If you I'll, guys need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting when we, when we get into the creative process, we check in with each other all the time. And, and yeah. I think that's what keeps it, it moving. Because we, we do get aggravated and frustrated sometimes. But, yeah. yeah. She's the aunt I've always wanted. Yeah. Uh, we discovered Tia. that I, before I, the program started. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. She's a good Tia. She is? Tia Bon. Yeah. Bone. Tia Bon. Tia Bon. Tia Bon. Bonnie doesn't have kids, uh, but she's has a, a, a group of Andre. children that have just adored her and grown that. up with yeah, her. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Drama Dogs Theater Company. Follow them on Instagram while I'm thinking about it. Drama Dogs Theater Company. We're trying to get that north of 500 onto 1,000. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm your social media director. Okay, thank oh, you. Okay, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah. We need all that. Happy help. to do it. Relevant action. Let's talk about that. It came to us uh, indirectly. Uh, Bonnie and I were in a staged reading of Playfest at City College, and we met the playwright, E.M. Lewis, a marvelous woman who, just a, a, a kind of a Betty Crocker woman who just writes, writes these incredibly complex things. Amazing. Simple, clear writing and, and beautifully done. She had created a piece called Earth Duet. It was a piece for two voices about uh, climate change and, and all of the things that are coming with that. And uh, she suggested that we become involved with Climate Change Theater Action, which is an international organization of theater companies and actors and performers, directors, producers, who they collect 50 scripts internationally, and then we choose what we want to play with, and then we produce it every two years, so 15, it 17. It started in 2015, mm -hmm. and it was in conjunction, the organization was created in conjunction with the Paris 
accord, the, whole, the climate talks. So along with those discussions, this organization found 50 playwrights who donated like two to three pages, really short, short. snippets of issues. There was a theme and then they wrote something and it's royalty free from like September until December. And it's to use the arts to enhance awareness and action, ultimately leading to action around the climate crisis. Wow. Yeah, so There was something around the, the, the Just Mercy book. Right, so Bonnie loves to read. I'm not a reader, she's a reader. And, and got we got involved with the, 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 library. the library. It was a breakthrough for us. We met with somebody about what can we do to find more grant funding? How would we be looked at better when we're in alignment and, and uh, audience development through other agencies or, or organizations in the, in the community? So we got involved with the, the library. And they have been, in, since 2015, they have just enhanced us immensely. So just mercy. Well, we first got involved with the library. We did a stage reading of, we, no, we did a remount of one of the shows we'd done at Center Stage. It was uh, Tales of Woe and Woe. Tales of Woe and Woe was our Shakespeare piece. And we were chatting with, at the time, um, the woman who was in charge of, well, do you want to do something about Just Mercy is the Santa Barbara, you know, Reads book? Do you want to create something? I'm like, sure. And then I read the book and I went, oh no, okay, fine. So, you know, I mean, it's obviously black issues and here's a non-black person, we'll, we'll come together with something. And we actually did, we created a, a theater piece around that book. And then we realized between climate change and Just Mercy's we were growing in another direction. We were f using our art to make statements that were important to us. You know, the climate is important to us. us. Social justice is important to us, or as a friend yeah. of ours says, social injustice, mm. that all that's going on. Um, women. We bring women, women's voices forward, and then we realize we've got something here. Let's let's nourish it and yeah. actually during the pandemic we we'd written a grant and i had an idea of something that i wanted to do um getting a lot of different voices together and creating an original piece uh, why am i suddenly blanking out on the name of it what did what did we create during the pandemic it was the pandemic it was based on the the whole collection of so, book club so, books. So I was involved with the Social Justice Book Club at the library and we integrated all of those books and trying to find voices to have literally a social justice presentation. Mm. So that wow. just became a, another way to use our art along with entertaining to inform and engage and enlighten people be, yeah. and get them talking. So relevant action is I call it our theater with a little bit of a kick. Right. You know, do something. So we do both. We have both both arms of our company. And let's talk about the the, the, the latest one, the one that's the show that's coming, mm -hmm. the Ladies of the Chameleon, yes. coming to Center Stage Theater. Talk about that. We've been working with Meredith McMahon, an established actor in Santa Barbara community, professional uh, actor, and different than us, she went with equity and, and got involved in that capacity of, of performing. And, and we fell in love with her work. She's very physical. She goes at it differently than we do, but she's very physical. And we've enjoyed her work and we've enjoyed working with her for quite a while now. Yeah. 
And we were looking for pieces with her and Bonnie in mind. Women of a certain age, which I'm not allowed to say, and certainly women of a certain age working together rather than be the only one of that age in the yeah. script, which is typical of more organized scripts. And so we, we said, come with some ideas. And she threw this one at us literally and said, consider it, it's nine. That's tough for us to have nine character cast because it's uh, logistics of all of us are not working just in the theater. So we can't stop out and go through a rehearsal period for three weeks or whatever it would be. Other companies can do that. We're not organized that way. We're people who living our lives coming together to do theater as, as we love. So uh, that came to us, three women and six men, which has been harrowing because it's been tough through the pandemic to find people who are willing to stop and say, OK, I'm going to do this. I want a project now. And so we found them, and we're doing our first read-through on Sunday. It will be what we're calling a fully produced staged reading. They will all be on book. So that we, we don't have enough time to just relax. Because right now, it's let's get back into the theater. So how are we going right. to do that? And everybody's making this, I made comment to the group when I walked in, that it was easier when the pandemic started because we were all at home. Now everybody's back into the going different multiple directions during their day. So we found a group of people that can commit to the month of September. We'll have three to four rehearsals a week and we'll be on book. I narrate the action. We've done this once before uh, with a farce, which is, was interesting when we did the farce in 15, 2015. It came to us through the Playfest, and uh, we did a staged reading of a farce where I narrated it. So I was upstage center like a conductor, and the actors would sit on their chairs and then move to their music stands to perform and then go b off stage, basically, by just sitting back in the chair. We had the audience laughing out loud, and so it, was, it was fully entertaining as a realized staged reading. So we want to resurrect that process into project with this one, this particular one. So let me go back. So the ladies of the camellias, it's called a divertissement. And it's a what if Eleonora Duza and Sarah Bernhardt met, because Sarah Bernhardt had a theater and they were both known for playing Camille. So oh. Sarah has the theater, Duza comes in and does her version of Camille, Sarah then is supposed to do her version of Camille, but everything is upset because a Russian terrorist comes in and tries to kidnap them. But it turns out that the Russian therapist is actually involved in the theater and he's upset with the way the women are performing the parts. It's it's very tongue-in-cheek. Wow. Every theater person will get all the inside jokes. The playwright is walking around so upset because the actors aren't saying his lines as he wrote them and the other characters look at him and go, well, whatever for? What's the fun in that? You know, so there are all of these jokes, the theater jokes, but it's so well written and the characters are very bold and very lively and so it would make a very, when we go back into the theater, it's, it's our launching back into the theater. We want to do something that just, that just entertains. Yeah, I'll, sounds like a date night. Yeah. It is. It, it is. October. The first weekend of October, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. That's so October 1st, Friday night, October 2nd matinee and October 2nd an evening performance. Wonderful. Center Stage Theater. Center yeah. Stage Theater. Pisano so so the name is actually la the ladies of... The camellias. The, yeah, I said chameleon, I think. The lady of the ladies of the camellias. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got it. There's a little twist on the whole thing of camellia. The yeah, dying, right, suffering. Right. Yeah, no, I, that sounds very interesting. And you're starting a TV show. Yes. Uh, we came up with this idea a few years ago and said, let's call it the monologue project. Again, I was completely surprised that we've been funded well in grant funding 
for the purposes of being in, in alignment with Santa Barbara, TV Santa Barbara. And so uh, we have three shot and one is in final editing uh, where we introduce the, the project as to the monologue that we're featuring and then we go from there. It's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. So we're into the idea of making the invisible visible. The, our, our acting process we talk about. How do we make a choice? And it, it becomes very interesting, conversational and, uh, with the director and the actor. So we introduce the piece uh, and the monologue is then shown. So it's either a videoed monologue of something we've done in the past or something we've done currently or doing currently. Then we go into a conversation between the actor and the director. It's just an opportunity to uh, speak to how we uh, approach art as a viable form, not just an, a, a respected form, but a viable form to interact with people. We've been working with an ethnographer, which is about culture, communication, linguistics, how do we communicate and how do we engage. And she's been captured by our, our ability to reach people from the stage and she wants to know more and more about it and so she's been coming to rehearsals and she'll look at me and she say, how do you know to ask that question of the actor because we're doing notes and I'll say, I saw it, I just felt it and then the question comes and so she's intrigued by that and she said, you've got to make this visible. So wow. a part of the premise too is to just demystify the process. Yeah. You know, it's all, and it's like Breaking just, just the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. And when will that start airing? We don't know. <laughs> Looking around, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out we'll soon. We'll find out. Uh, that's great. The idea is that we would have six a year, at least six a year. Right. And maybe if we create some momentum, we can get more going. Uh, it, it's, a, again, a logistical issue of getting the actors to commit to a rehearsal period versus a, a just a, a let's get it done, let's, let's really explore it, let's do our process. Yeah. So. Um, and also us learning how to work in a different medium. We're working with television and we're theater people. Right. So creating that, that's a whole new relationship right. and understanding that and working with that fully. Right. Well, you're so, doing great today. <laughs> uh, thanks. There are cameras here. So. I know, well, you know, it's cameras. <laughs> cameras. Um, you guys are treasures in the community, I think. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and it's amazing to see people who are doing what they were made to do, yeah. you know, which is so fun to see, which I think enjoying is a, enjoying ourselves. Enjoying, well, yeah, and, it's, and it is so enjoyable when you're doing what you were made to do. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. So thanks for what you do. Oh, thank you. Because you guys yeah. contribute a lot to our community. So whoever those grant writers are, I'm for it. Yeah. Not that I matter. We've been very pleased this last two years. Good. Pre-pandemic, we've started to see some things rolling our way so that we can have more freedom to produce. Yeah, good, yeah. good. It's a pleasure to meet you guys. We're out of time already. Thank you, Tia. <laughs> Anytime. It's great to meet you guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>